about you in the back? Is he your everything? Is he your rock? Is he your joy? Is he your peace? Say, God is. Oh, God is. special. I just want to just want to say it's been an honor to stand here and watch you watch you get your blessings, watch you receive the Holy Ghost and I just can't thank the Lord enough. There's so many things that we could say about this weekend, every service the Lord has just moved and last night was so special and we just thank the Lord and we pray that God restores each and every one of you your strength and and I'm not going to take much of your time today, but I do have something that the Lord's really dealt with me about to, to speak this morning. And I'm not typically this, this kind of guy. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that I want to, I want to bring something to you that's, that's fresh or new to my... But the Lord's given me some inspiration to, to speak to you today. I, the Lord had dealt with me a few weeks ago. I was at a camp in Oklahoma, and the Lord had dealt with me to speak on it. On the thought of worship warriors, and uh, how many was in that camp there? A few of you. Now, the Lord give me, give me some inspiration, and uh, and I, I just, I'd like to speak to you today. <clears throat> While I was in this prayer line, the Lord dealt with me what to speak to you this morning on worship without shackles. Worship without shackles, and I feel like we've seen some shackles fall off and maybe if you have your Bible this morning we'll turn over to the book of Revelation chapter 1 and then chapter 5 there I want to again thank Brother Tim and Evening Light Tabernacle for inviting us to come and to come and be a part of these meetings once again and it's an honor to It's an honor to stand here. Amen. To watch my dad that was supposed to be in a grave by now. Tell you that Easter's real. So I believe that's why I can worship without shackles. Because Easter proved that the grave didn't have enough. Amen. You love the Lord this morning. Before we read, Brother Branham said in the restoration of the bride tree, he said, it's Easter time. He said, oh, I like Easter. Yes, sir, but there's too much on Easter today about bunny rabbits and ducks and pink chickens and pretty hats and new dresses. He said, that's not Easter. Said, but Easter is the resurrection. It's restoring, to restore back. It's God restoring time. It's God restoring time. 
You look over, you look out over the earth, God is restoring. Restoring what? Nature. That's right. He's restoring the flowers. He's restoring the leaves. He's restoring the fruit of the field. What is it? It's God is restoring. It's Easter means to bring it back. What is it? There is a sentence that claim, Easter claim, or the flower claims it has a right to rise again. In God's law, nature pulls the earth around and makes the law of God in nature bring forth an Easter, a resurrection. It's beautiful. Revelations chapter 1 and verse 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 8. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 5 and verse 8. And Brother Branham, Brother Branham said in Gabriel's instructions to Daniel, he said, I like to worship, don't you? Now, we don't come to church just to hear a sermon. That goes with it. But we come to church to worship. Worship in spirit and in truth. You've heard the truth. That's the word. Now, to worship is to express yourself to him. The Lord spoke to me a little bit ago, and he spoke to me. He said, <clears throat> I've given you everything in life, but worship is what we give back to him. It's the only thing. It's the only thing that he didn't give us that we can give back to him. So let's give it back to him. Revelations 5 and 8, and when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests. Let's say that together. Kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders. And the number of them was ten thousands times ten thousands and thousands of thousands. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them. Heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that setteth upon the throne and the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. May God bless his word. He may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As we said, we'd like to speak to you just for a few moments this morning on worship without shackles, worship without shackles. And Jesus said that, he said, the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in the truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. 
So we recognize that God is a spirit and they that worship him have got to worship him in spirit and in truth. And you know good and well that, that we serve an amazing God that has filled your life, has changed your mind, he's, he's changed your heart, he's changed you, he's healed you, he's made you whole and he knows how to speak to us upon our current life crisis that we are in and he doesn't speak to us about our problems but he speaks to us about his promises and he knows exactly where we are and he knows exactly where he is taking us to. He's not taking us under defeat but he is taking us under complete victory and he reveals himself in truth so that he can be worshipped in truth. So today we are not serving a God that has lied to us and has ever let down on any of his promises but we are worshipping a God that knows that he's going to keep his promise. He knows that he's not going to let one of them fall and we recognize that we are serving a tangible God, a God that can be felt, a God that can be seen, a God that you've witnessed and you've witnessed him come and touch you this weekend by the power of the Holy Ghost. It was him and he came by your way and he touched your heart. He's a tangible God and he can be felt by the feeling of our infirmities. But I don't want to just talk to you about things of, of things that, that you've went through and things of your past, but I want to speak to you from people that have the keys in their hand and have unlocked the chains off of their life. And William Branham would speak from a message of Jeremiah 8 and 22. Is there, is there any balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Then why is the health of the daughter of my people, why are they not recovered? But notice, notice he's saying to us that Jeremiah is saying to us, why are you going down in there in the foreign lands? Is there not healing? Is there not virtue? Is there not power right here? But notice what Brother Branham said in the message why. He said, I challenge every person in here to believe that inoculation. Do you believe it? All right, all of you believe it. Then stand upon your feet and receive your healing in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. He said, take your chair. He's speaking to somebody in a wheelchair. He said, take your chair and push it on home. Now I'm speaking to you in the natural now. I'm speaking to you in the spiritual. Now take your spiritual chair that you came into this camp with that you were bound to and push it on home. You're not going to leave here in the same condition that you walked into this camp in. You're not going to leave here in the depression and the anxiety and the fear and the rebellion and the bitterness. Take that thing and push it on home. He said, there she is up out of the chair. For the kingdom of God, do you believe? Glory, don't you see? He's here. The inoculation, the bomb is here. Glory to God. Believe it, friends. Don't be afraid to trust him. Hallelujah. Where's your faith? You feel different, don't you, sister? You take your old wheelchair now and you go home and be well. Don't you doubt. Don't you doubt. You just keep the same faith that you got. You keep the same faith that you got. The faith that got you out of the chair is the faith that will keep you out of the chair. The faith that got you out of your depression. The faith that made you get in this line last night. The faith that made you raise your hand and say amen to the word of God. is the faith that will take you home. It's the faith that will give you an overcoming life. It's the faith that will give you the victory. Don't go back to the shackles. Don't go back to the prison house. Don't go back to where the devil wants you to live at. You stay right there where God destined you to be. He didn't destine you to be bound. He destined you to be free. He destined you to have your liberty. It depends on what you're looking at this morning. I'm not looking at my problems. I'm not looking at my situations. I'm not looking at what I feel. But I'm looking at the promises of God. And the promises of God are yes and amen. And I'm not going to worship him from a mindset of being 
mind bound. I'm going to worship him from freedom. I'm going to worship him in liberty. I'm going to worship him in victory. I'm going to worship him in spirit. I'm going to worship him in truth. You are not bound this morning. The blood has set you free. Fear has rolled off of your life. Suicide has rolled off of your life. Cancer's rolled off of your life. Depression's rolled off of your life. Is there anybody in the house of God that knows what it's like to be free? Then give God some praise. You're not worshiping from where you was. You worship from where you're going. And you are going to a place where no devil has got a hold on you. Fear ain't got a hold on you. Suicide ain't got a hold on you. The rapture is your goal. Worship is our weapon. Praise is what we give to God. But God is our victory. God is our shout. God is our dance. God is our praise. Let me tell you, church, you are not worshiping a dead God. The tomb is empty this morning. The tomb is empty, and it gives you the faith to recognize that you're an overcomer in this generation. Brother Barnum said, in letting off the pressure, he said, now, that you have confessed your sins now. You that have confessed your sins now, that you believe, do you believe that you've beat every shackle off of your understanding? And the church said, amen, 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 amen. Do you believe that you beat all the shackles off of your understanding? And that nothing hinders you. There's not one thing in your way. But you believe you're free. You believe you're free. You believe all the unbelief has gone away from you. You believe that you're now in a haven of rest. You believe the pressure's off of you. I will be healed. I can be sealed. I am changed. I am delivered. I am a child of God. I am the offspring of Almighty God. I am chosen. I am elected. I am an overcomer. I am a winner. I will not be defeated. I will not go to a devil's grave. I will not go to his hellhole no more. You cannot worship from where you was last week. You've got to worship from the experience that you had in this camp. You've got to worship free. You've got to worship with shackles off of you. You can't worship when there's chains on your life. You can't sing, thank God I'm free, as long as the chains are upon you. But if the chains are off, if the shackles have been broke, you are worshiping from freedom. And there is nobody that can worship like somebody that's been set free. Because there's a reason why you can sing you don't know like I know. Because you were the one that was locked up. You were the one that the devil lied to. And you recognize that he ain't got his hand on you no more. You're free. And then the son is set free. It's free indeed. We're not going back to our chains. We're not going back to our prison cell. We're not going back to it. Because our Lord Jesus came with the keys in his hand. The keeper of the keys is here. Tell the devil, you ain't got the keys to your own house. You can't lock me up in there no more. You can't lock me up in that prison cell. You can't put me back in that turtle cell. You can't put me back there where you held me. I know what it's like to be free. 
And if you ever tasted the sweet taste of victory, you'll never go back to living a bound life no more. Hallelujah, we're not ashamed. We know where we came out of. And the same God that came there and tapped Peter on the cell when he was there in the prison cell was the same God that came to you this weekend and said, it's time that you rise and shine. Because there was prayer made up there at John Mark's house. And they were praying for Brother Peter. They were praying for him. And while they were praying for him, the angel that was directed by prayer went to Peter's prison. Notice the prayer didn't send him down over to Lucy's house or Susie's house, but he sent him to Peter's house. And there were some mamas that was praying. There were some pastors that was praying. And the angel came and woke you up. It said it's time to get out of your shackles and it's time to worship. You cannot look at the change. You cannot look at where you was. You've got to look at where God is going to take you. David could not look at Goliath's head because he was looking at the promises of God. The promises of God are so big that you can't even see that washed up of a giant's head because he know, you know, that God ain't never lost a battle. Can I just talk to you for a moment? God's never lost a battle. God's not intentioning. He's not in the having any intentions that he's going to lose today. If he won the victory 2,000 years ago, he's going to win the victory this morning. Is that right? I will not go back to a devil's hell. I will not go back to depression. Let's make some affirmations here this morning. I will not go back to my prison house. I will not go back to that dark cloud spirit. I will not go back to that fear. I will not go back to that mentality. I will not go back to a slave mentality. Come on, somebody. You can sing that song. I would not be denied. When pains of death seized on my soul unto the Lord, I cried till Jesus came and he made me whole. I would not be denied. What was it? Somebody was worshiping from a faith that said, I'm not going to be denied. I'm not going to this camp just to have another camp experience, but I'm coming to meet a living God. Brother Random said an expectation. He said when those little shackles and dark shadows get broke away, then the Holy Spirit can come right in and perform miracles. There's nothing impossible with it then. I'm going to read it to you again. When those little shackles and dark shadows get broke away, dark shadows. I don't find one in the building this morning. Dark shadows, shackles. How can you still be shackled when the key, when the God that has the key lets you loose? And if God lets you loose, he's not binding you up no more. The devil is only as good as his weapon of lying to you. So don't believe his lie. Don't believe him. Your miracle's in the room. Your breakthrough is here. Your victory is here. Your overcoming power is here. I don't know if you can feel it here this morning or not. You might be tired in your spirit, but your miracle is here. Your victory is here. Your present is here, but your future is clear. 
say, Brother Andrew, I, I know what it's like to be free, but I want to tell you there's more coming. There's more victory coming. You're going to have trials, but you're going to worship your way out of it. You're going to have troubles, but you're going to worship your way out of it. Right now in this room, your miracle for the future is here. Your breakthrough for the future is here. I know you can't see it, but your miracle, your miracle's in the room. If we could say it like this, Esther's miracle's in the room. If we could say it like this, Brother Ron's miracle is in the room. My breakthrough's in the room. My Holy Ghost is in the room. My baby will be protected is in the room. Brother Branham said, he said, it's just like television or radio. It's passing through this room, but you don't see it. You don't see it, but it's here. He said, all of those sound waves, he said, what it takes. He said, it takes a channel that is open up so that it can reach in there and it can catch the inspiration of where it's coming. You can't see them, but there's colors flying through here. You can't see them there here, but there are spirits that are leaving here. You can't see it, but there's a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that is here. He's passing through this room. He said, but oh, he said, if there would be a great big banner that would pass through the room, a thing that would, it would say yes across it. He said, we couldn't see it until it got into a channel of inspiration of television or radio so that we could pick it up. But there's an inspiration that is here. It's your faith. And your faith is saying yes to the promises of God. I am healed. I am delivered. I'm no longer bound. Yes, and William Branham said, he said, when there's one thing, he said, when one says yes, there's the power of one. But when two say yes, it's a power of two. He said, it's a double blessing. Then the power of three. Then the power of four yeses. But oh, if all of this building could say, yes, it's mine. I am delivered. Yes. Yes. It's passing through this room right now. This ain't Satan's time. This ain't Putin's time. This ain't Biden's time. This is our time. The time is at hand. This is the bride's revival. This is the golden age. The shackles are rolled off of you. You remember when William Branham was there in a prayer line in his early ministry and he's there in a foreign land and there's a little girl that is sitting there. It's got these braces on her leg. Remember, she's sitting there. She's waiting, and Brother Branham, he's passing by. Children have a very special spot. There's, there's never a child that I've ever prayed for, and I could ever forget them. Children have a very special spot in our hearts. But this little girl was sitting there and had these braces upon her leg. She's sitting there, and as Brother Branham passed by, she reached up and kissed his coat. You remember? Yeah. She reached up and she kissed his coat. And Brother Branham said, he said, I turned around to her and said, you're healed. He said, a vision broke. And he said, I seen that she was healed. He said, but she couldn't understand me because of the language barrier. Because of the language barrier. And he said, they took me immediately. He said, and that night there was miracle on top of miracles. He said, they grabbed crutches, armful of crutches, and they took them out of there. But you see, the vision had already spoke. And the vision had got to come to pass because a vision can never fail. You recognize that she come there with that faith. She reached out and she kissed the prophet's coattail there as he passed by. But the vision had already broke. And maybe you don't understand because the language barrier. Maybe there's a Laodicea barrier that's trying to keep you thinking that you're going to go back to that. But a vision has already broke. 
God's language is not that you go back. God's language is that you be free. William Branham said that he was sitting there and he was speaking through that interpreter and he said, you only say what I say. He said, honey, you are already healed. Said, you go over there and you take those braces off and when those braces come off, just raise your hand up and when you raise your hand up, Oh, why don't you lift up those hands that once held low, the feeble hands that once hung down. You are not in shackles no more. And when she lifted up her hand, he said, I heard a scream. He said, there, she come running across that platform. What was it? The braces had come off. The shackles had come off. Why don't you lift those hands? You that's been set free. You that's been delivered. Why don't you let out a scream and say, I am free. I am delivered. I am broke free. There's not a language barrier between you and Papa God. You know what he's saying to you. God's language. God's language is to throw down every devil. His language is to cast down every evil spirit. His language is to throw down idols. His language is that you be fret, set free. But his language is not just for the personal things that you have need of. His language is for a rapture. Let me tell you, if we don't go in a rapture, this message is no good to us. But if this message is wrong, then all Christianity is wrong. The angel is here to back up what the message has said. The language of the angel of the angel is, you are returned back. He didn't give you a message of half restoration. He gave you a message of full restoration. You're not under a Luther worship. You're not under a Wesleyan worship. You're not under a Azusa worship. You are under the greatest restoration message that there ever has been. Every, every chain has been broke off of it. You're not worshiping from a closed book. You're worshiping from an open book. The seals have been broke off. Our understanding is open. We recognize the seals have been ripped off. Every devil that said he was going to destroy us is a liar. The white horse rider that was riding in Revelations 5, we recognize that he is powerless. You see, because of our understanding of theologians, they told us that that was our Lord up there riding on that white horse. But when the seal broke forth, it gave us an understanding that that was the Antichrist riding on that. But what did William Branham tell us? He's riding up there. He's got a bow, but he ain't got no arrows. So the weapons that he's throwing at you have no effect on you because you're sword and your shield of faith. What is it? You're not worshiping from a closed mentality. There are certain people here that have an understanding. You could put a Lutheran in this building, you could put a Wesleyan in this building, and they wouldn't understand what we're talking about. But because there has been a barrier that has been broken, all of the things have been ripped off of your mentality. You can no longer think from the mentality of a closed book. Let me tell you, once you see it, you can never unsee it. Because God, when he gives a revelation, there might be intellectualism that will come and it might raise up to a certain standard, but it'll only take you forward so far. But revelation never ends. 
And what God has given you is not just some mental theology or an intellectualism. He has given you a faith, a revelation to accept that the whole word is given unto you and every devil is trying to keep you from this. You see, there's a lot of people that can worship and say that they're worshiping. But only you can worship like the Father wants you to worship because you are the queen of heaven. And there's nobody that can praise like you can praise. There's nobody that can worship like you can worship. Job, when he was in his worst of trials, he got up in Job chapter 1. Then Job arose, he tore his robe, and he shaved his head, and he fell on the ground, and he worshiped. There's going to have to come a time in your life when you don't feel like worshiping that you have to worship. So David said in Psalms 95, Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord and let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. Psalms 100. And make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Exodus 15. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake saying, I will sing to the Lord for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider hath he thrown into the sea. Judges 5 and 3. Hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes. I, even I, will sing it to the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. First Chronicles 16 and 23. Sing it to the Lord, all the earth. So forth from day to day his salvation. Not just weekend to weekend and not just camp to camp. Day to day his salvation. Psalms 13 and 6, I will sing unto the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Psalms 30 and 4, sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Psalms 66 and 1, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Psalms 81 and 1, sing aloud unto God our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Psalms 95, oh come and let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise. Not a mournful noise, but a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Psalms 96, oh sing unto the Lord a new song. Let me go ahead and get one ecclesiastical devil right here while I'm here. They say we shouldn't be singing these new style of worship songs. But the Bible says sing a new song. Everywhere I go, I hear devils in my ear telling us that we should not be singing that song. He is here and he is our way maker. That song way maker has had more trouble than any other song that we're singing right now. Because people say that we're not singing that. We're just singing that to anybody. But we're not just singing that to anybody. We're singing that to Jesus. People say, well, you could be singing that to the cardboard. You could be singing that to, you could be singing that to anybody. But we're not singing that song just to anybody. He's here. Even when you don't see him, he's working. Even when you don't feel him, he's working. I'm not singing my song to a dead God. I'm singing my song to a God that's a way maker, that's a promise keeper, that's a devil destroyer that raises up early on Sunday morning. And if he said sing, I'm gonna sing. 
Psalms 98, oh, sing it to the Lord. A new song, for he hath done marvelous things. Can you say he's done marvelous things? His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. Psalms 98 and 4, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All the earth make a loud noise and rejoice and sing and praise. Sing it to the Lord with a harp, with the harp and the voice of psalm, with the trumpets and of a sound of a trumpet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord. Psalms 147 and 7, sing it to the Lord. With thanksgiving, sing praise unto the harp unto our God. Psalms 149, praise you the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. Isaiah 12 and 5, sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Isaiah 42 and 10, sing unto the Lord a new song. And his praise from the end of the earth. Ye that go down to the sea and all that are therein, the isles and the inhabitants thereof. Jeremiah 20 and 13, sing unto the Lord. So God must like to hear your voice. He must like to hear your voice. He doesn't like to hear you in sorrow. He doesn't like to hear you in pain. How many here this morning, I just want to do something real quick. How many here this morning is in pain in their body? Take a look around. How many's here in pain in their body this morning? I got my hand up. My body's still shaking from last night. But we can't see your pain. I can look all over you, but I can't see your pain. It's something internal. That only the people that you tell... How did I know you were in pain? Because you told me that you was in pain. <laughs> but how do I know you're in victory? You're not just telling me. You're telling every devil in hell. I'm in victory. So God wants to hear where you are experiencing him from. You are experiencing him from freedom. Why was Miriam over there in Exodus 15 singing and playing her tambourine? Well, it's because of the experience that she just had. When I watched my little girls come through this line last night under the influence of the mighty angel, You don't know what that does to a daddy's heart to watch the same God that gave you a birth give them a birth and for them to rejoice under the presence of the Lord. But you can imagine my heart but imagine God's heart this morning. He knows what you've been through. He knows the pain that you've been in. He knows the struggles that you went through. That's why your song can only be sung from you. You have got to sing. You have got to praise. When you don't feel like praising him, you've got to praise him. When you don't feel like the strength is there to praise him, praise him anyhow. When you are utterly drained, praise him. When the baby hasn't showed up, you still got to praise him. When the test is not positive, you still got to praise him. When the cancer's still there, you still got to praise him. 
when the tempter's still whispering in your ear with bitterness you gotta praise him anyhow when the people that you hate or the people that have utterly tried to mock you and make fun of you are there you still gotta praise him God wants somebody that'll praise him no matter what they're going through no matter what they're feeling God has appointed you to sing He knows your song. And only you can sing it. There's power in your song. There's power in your praise. You say, well, I don't really have a very good voice. Let me tell you, your voice is sweet to him. He don't care how much talent you got. He wants your heart. Come on, somebody. He don't care if you can carry a tune in a bucket. He wants your heart song. You see, for too long, too many times, people had put their harps upon the willow tree. Because the enemy had spread itself forth like a green bay tree. And it looked like they were prospering more than the righteous. But you have got to get your heart down off the willow tree. Stop crying about it. Stop being in pity. Stop thinking it's everybody else's fault. And start worshiping. God wants worship. And if it's going to be worship, then we ought to do it according to the Bible. We ought to worship him in spirit and in truth. You're not worshiping him from an experience of Moses. You're not worshiping him from Paul's experience. You're worshiping him from your experience. You know that the Bible tells us that when Jehoshaphat had went up there, that Jehoshaphat, when the enemy, the multitude had came in against him, that the multitude went in there and they come on and they spread all around the children of Israel. And Jehoshaphat, he went up there. Where did he go? To his self-pity. To his problems. To his struggles. Absolutely not. He went to the house of the Lord. And when he went to the house of the Lord, he went up there and called a fast over all of Israel. And he called up there. And notice what the Lord, when the Lord come up there and he met with Jehoshaphat, he commanded a feast, a fast be over top of all of the land of Israel. And when they got up there, God spoke to him and said, this is my battle. You see, this is not just your battle. This is God's battle. And when it feels like you are all alone, God is there. And he says, you're not even going to have to fight in this battle. This is my battle, and I'm going to fight for you. But he gave Jehoshaphat instructions, and he told him to go up there and appoint singers and praisers to praise him in the beauty of his holiness. And when he brought them up there, notice, here's all of these multitudes in there. All of the multitudes are in there. All of the enemies are in there. I want you to think about the enemy that you fought till you got here. All of the enemies are lined up out there. And here, Jehoshaphat appointed singers. And he appointed singers to go over there and they started singing. And when they begin to sing aloud, that the Bible tells us that they begin to shout and praise the Lord, that the Bible said that the Lord set ambushments upon their adversaries. The Bible, if you go to studying that out, it means to lie in wait. So God was there before their praise ever got out. Before you ever broke out, God was already there. Before you accepted your liberty, God was already there. 
before you set your set, before God set you free, you God was already there. And the Bible tells us, if you really go to studying out, the Bible says, if you go to studying out that ambushment, it means to bring a confusion. Their praise was so loud that it confused those devils and them devils turned on themselves and defeated themselves. Can you imagine the anxiety and the depression that you fought? Start taking their own swords and start slitting their own long necks. That's exactly what's gonna happen in the battle of Armageddon. Those demons are gonna turn on one another. What is it? Anxiety turned on depression. Fear turned on suicide. And they destroyed themselves. Let your praise ring out of confusion. You cannot separate war from worship because Judah means praise. And every time you go into battle, you've got to have some worship. You have been elected to overcome. You've been elected to win the battle. But you're not worshiping David. You're not worshiping David from a body that's not been anointed. You're anointed for this. You're elected for this. But you're going to go back to your home. And the anointing's going to be on you. Things might look the same. You might go back to the same sheepfold. You might go back to the same mountain. You might go back to the same church. But the anointing is there. When the prophet poured out the anointing, he didn't come there and wipe it off of him. He poured it over him. And when he poured the anointing oil upon your life, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he didn't come and take it away from you. He sealed your faith. And you know, you know, the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us that there was no Holy Ghost at that time. Is that right? There was no Holy Ghost at that time. But when Saul was tormented by them devils up there, you remember that they called for a worshiper. Because worship drives away spirits. It matters what you're listening to. It matters what you're doing. And they called little bitty old David up there because the prophet said in those days, he said there was no divine, there was no healing there. There was no divine healing. He said, but David was a divine healer by music. And David drove out spirits by music. So it matters what you're playing. David wasn't up there playing some rock and roll and he wasn't playing some ACDC. He was playing the Lord as my shepherd and I shall not want. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my rock. He has enlarged my foot that I would not fall. And David began to play his harp. There's nobody that can play your harp like you. And David's playing his harp. And Saul begins to feel his spirit renewed because of worship. But Saul, Saul had turned his face away from God. But David was raised under the anointing for such an hour as this. And David brought healing by music. If there was healing by music then, there's healing by music now. There's too many people that's wanting to kick music out of the church 
But it was when music was played, when Elijah was up there and he was miffy, that there is when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Elijah, when he grabbed the minstrel and the minstrel was played. So if God liked music then, God likes music now. And there's nobody. The bride of Jesus Christ has got the best worship. She's got the best, best, best music players. She's got the best dancers. She's got the best worshipers. Because you don't know like I know what he's done for me. You're not worshiping from a spot of change. Let me deal with this just a little bit longer. You're not worshiping from a spot of change. You're worshiping from freedom. Is that right, Lily? You're worshiping from freedom. And nobody can serve God like you can serve God. All over this building, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, nobody can serve God like I can serve God. You know what it's like to be bound, but you know what it's like to be free. And when God put the message upon your heart for freedom to come by your way, wasn't no devil ever going to talk you back into going back after their them bounds? I know what it's like to be set free. I know what it's like to be in a prison cell. And you can't talk me back to going into it. But the prophet said David was a little bitty old dancer. Said he was dancing all the time because David had the victory. When he went up there before that great big old Goliath, that big old problem that he had. Big old giant looking thing. Big old head that you couldn't miss. He said that David had so much victory in there before he saw the battle. He was a dancing. Before he saw Goliath fall, he was a dancing. Before he saw that spirit leave him, he was a dancing. Before he felt free, he was a dancing. But Goliath was still there, but David was a dancing. The problem might be stacked up against you, but the truth, it says that Jesus is your rock. Jesus is your salvation. Jesus is your freedom. David was a little bitty old dancer. The prophet said David went down there a little dancing. Said he went down there dancing down into the valley. There's Goliath still out there, but David's a dancing. Suicide's still sticking around, but I'm still dancing. Problems are still there, but I'm still dancing. Bitterness might still come and haunt you, but I'm still dancing. Depression might come, but I'm still dancing. Problems might be stacked up against you, but you gotta dance your way out of it. Come on, David. Come on, David. David reached down there and he grabbed him five smooth stones. That's the best thing to do is when you go to a fight to pick up J-E-S-U-S. And David walked down there. He had so much dance on the inside of his heart that he went down there dancing. He went down there dancing. He said, oh my, that big old head of that Goliath, how could I miss him? It's a little bit of stone of revelation, but it's got enough power. Well, I got victory over the enemy and the world. It can't do me no harm. Well, he's God in the Father. He's God in the Son. 
He's God in the Holy Ghost. He's got all three in one, and I know God is God. And he don't ever change. I know God is God, and Jesus is his name. I still see him, but you gotta dance, David. David was a dancer. While he was swinging that sling, he was dancing. He had so much victory. He had so much victory that the prophet said when he slung that rock, he was going at a thousand miles per second. Your enemy's dead. Hallelujah. It's over. It's over. You've been predestined to win this battle. The shackles are off of your feet. Take them off. Take them off. Get out of it. Rise up, mighty Gentile warriors. going back to it. We ain't going back to it. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be in a prison cell. I know what it's like to be there and still locked up and feel like you're going to have to go back to this and go back to that. But there's so much victory in this camp. Your daughters will change. Your sons will change. You got the victory. And there ain't one devil in hell that can shut down your business and shut down your future. Because God is on your side. Come on, Brother Arrowwood. God's on your side. He's a mighty God. And he's never lost a battle. He ain't losing one now. And you're going to win. Hallelujah. He's your strength. He's your weapon. He's your warfare. Brother Branham said... He said, Brother Branham said it all. Oh, he was, David was like old Johnny Crow. Said he just got dancing. Said he had so much victory that he danced on top of that devil's head. Do you recognize how big your devil's head is? Suicide. I want you to get ready for this. Depression, bitterness, pain in my body, cancer on my body, high blood pressure. Struggles, family problems, abusive spirits. Brother Branham said that David had so much victory that he danced on top of that Goliath and he reached up there and he got his sword. How many's got a sword of the enemy in your hand? Why don't you take that problem that said you've been facing? Take these shackles off of me. Take these problems off of me. Johnny Crow, you're free. You're free. You're free. You're free. How about it, Rebecca? Freedom feels good. How about it, Brother Cross? 
Is he your God or is he just your mama's God? How about Brother Bennett? Come on, Levi. You were built to be a priest under the most high God. And a priest is set there to make a sacrifice upon the altar. And a sacrifice is when you don't feel like worshiping, you still worship. When you don't feel like praising, you still praise. You say, Brother Angel, I don't know what it's like. Let me tell you what it's like. I ain't got it by a doctor's report. But I do have it by his report. That Ron Spencer's cancer free. So I have got to dance on top of that old time. Cancer, you might as well get under my feet. Come on now. Why don't you put that devil underneath of your feet? You've got enough victory to make it through. You've got enough victory to make it. You're going to win. Let me give it to you. You're going to win and you're not going to lose. You've been raised to a higher praise, to a higher level of worship. You're not going back the same way you came in here. What's this about, Brother Andrew? This is about worshiping without shackles. You're not a church of Christ. You're not a church of God. The seals have been ripped off of it. You have an abstract title deed. You're fully adopted sons and daughters of God, birthed into a kingdom of God, filled with the Holy Ghost, not going back to the world. You've been baptized. Your brains have been baptized. Your heart's been baptized. Your body's been baptized. You ain't gonna hold me back in my worship no more. Too many times, too many times, me and this guy has had to fight to worship. But God didn't raise us just to be a bunch of wimpy people that roll over and give up. He raised us to be worship warriors. And if we are warriors, we are worshipers. We are worship warriors. Come on, David. Come on, David. Come on. Well, I got victory over the enemy and the world. Can't do me no harm. I got victory over the enemy and the world. Can't do me no harm. Well, my church ain't like this. Well, you ain't in your church. My church don't believe in shout like that. You ain't in your church. If it took you all week long to figure it out, you ain't in your church. This is Louisiana camp. And we didn't bring you here to leave you bound. Sometimes your voice has got to be the voice that changes the battle. Hallelujah. Rahab's in there. Miriam, it's time to praise him. David, it's time to dance. Solomon, it's time to build. Well, the devil don't like no praising God around here. Well, the devil don't like no praising God around here. 
Well, I don't care what the devil don't like. I'm going to praise with all of my might. The devil don't like no praising God around here. Well, the devil don't like no preaching around here.
as he took the shackles off of your feet. I feel it in the room. Because your worship brought him. Hallelujah. I don't know if you can see it. There's a presence in this room. I was in that camp just a few weeks ago. There was multiple, multiple, multiple people that saw the same presence. But they're right. Why don't you raise your hand if you saw it right there? Look all over this building. What was it? It was a milky presence of the Holy Spirit that came to our worship and he showed up again. He ain't gonna leave you after this camp. His presence is here to confirm that. And he's challenging you to believe that the Son of Man is revealed in the bride's body. It's Easter. It reminds me. It reminds me. It reminds me about when the presence of the Lord came when Solomon was building the temple and the congregation couldn't enter because the presence of the Lord was so strong. But it also reminds me when our prophet was over there in Africa and he saw them heathens packing their idols. And they were carrying that just in case that the God of the Bible couldn't keep them. So they was packing this, by, packing this idol around. Brother Branham watched them packing that idol into that meeting. And you remember how the prophet stood there. There was that blind man that he was dealing with. He'd been entertained by the religions of the world that day. He said, if any of your gods can heal him, come up here. He said, but if Jesus is our Lord, why don't you throw down your idols? And when that boy was healed, Brother Branham said there was such a dust storm because they had threw down their idols. This presence reminds me there has been some idols that threw down this weekend. Idols that you picked up. Idols that you created. But your worship shows that them idols have no hold on you no more. Fashion has no hold. Depression has no hold. The world has no hold. Fear has no hold. They're right, Ella. Ain't that right? You found him to be faithful. You found it to be true. Hey God, here I am. This camp's changed my life. I can never be the same. I can never go back into that. The Lord in this presence. I want to give you my future. That wherever it leads me, May you be in it. He'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. Why don't you lift your hands to him and praise him. Let him be the God of all your days.
say things for all the things you have done for me. Yet you came to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I All I ever hoped to be. Oh, could you say I owe it all to you, Lord? I owe it all. I owe it all to thee. Oh, with one voice just lifted to me. To God. you. I'm going to let you have your seats for a moment. And I want to take a little time here to, to uh, show some appreciation and thank the Lord for what he's done. Amen. Oh, what a wonderful service this morning. Amen. He is risen. 
He is risen. Are you risen? Have you risen with him? Have you raised? Amen. May you raise up a higher level than you ever have and walk out of here as victorious children of God. Amen. I, um, I understand there's one that wants to be baptized today. Um, where is that person? Will they stand? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Want to be baptized? Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Amen. Anyone else that wants to be baptized, what we'll do is we'll go um, and send those uh, candidates to be baptized to their dorms to to uh, change, and then we'll have a minister to go and baptize them. And only, you know, those of you that um, need to go and witness that, that's fine. But for the most of you, um, we are going to need you to go to your dorms and to clean that out. You know, we have, we have had um, one service after another and many, many highs. And, oh, it's been so special to every service. And God has ministered. But, you know, this is just um, a weekend of um, time that we can hear the Word of God and, and uh, enjoy the fellowship of believers and, and have a special uh, time in the presence of God. Amen. And I want you to take this presence with you. I don't want you to leave it here. Amen. I want you to take it with you, and I, then I want you to feed your experience.